You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello, welcome back to the Claret and Blue podcast. My name is Dan Rowlands and I'm joined this afternoon by Ashley Priest. Uh, we're doing this live on Facebook. It might make its way to YouTube. I've, I've not decided yet. Depends how the next 15, 20, 20 minutes go, Ash. Uh, how are you, first of all? You okay? Yeah, I'm all right. It's a bit of a lull at the moment. We've got going on. I'm just waiting for the press conference, really, on Thursday. But yeah, game Friday. Game's on. Friday night football at Villa Park. Yeah, should be a good atmosphere down there. Very, very solemn. And yeah, we'll pay, pay our respects to Her Majesty as well. So yeah, football on. And um, yeah, back down Villa Park on Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll talk about that that game shortly. Um, if anyone's watching along and they want to ask any questions, we'll have 15 or 20 minutes of chat this afternoon. So we'll be doing another preview on Thursday. So I don't want to go too in-depth on Southampton this afternoon. Um, it's you and me doing the preview on Thursday, so we'll just be repeating ourselves. Um, we will obviously talk about Her Majesty the Queen briefly. Um, it's a very strange time to be living in, isn't it, for, for the entire country, basically. There's nobody you know, any age that you could look at and go, they've known anything else apart from, apart from the Queen. She's been a constant throughout and... Yeah, it's a strange time. Obviously, the football last weekend was postponed. Football's back this week. Championship playing tonight. Um, to keep it kind of football-ish, do you think it was the right decision, the wrong decision to postpone last weekend? Tough one, isn't it, really? Looking hindsight, you probably say play last weekend and then have this one off ahead of the funeral. But obviously, the funeral wasn't wasn't organised then. So, tough decision to make, I think. I think scrap it all. I think postpone both games and, and, until we've laid her to rest properly, kind of thing. I, I don't know. There's no right or wrong answer, I guess. Mm. What's happening is happening. Um, a couple of games have been postponed, obviously, over the weekend as well. So, yeah, it is what it is, kind of. And we'll uh, we'll pay our respects on Monday with the bank holiday and international break after that then. So, so yeah, no right or wrong answer then, really. Yeah, I think it would have been nice to have the whole kind of football coming together and singing the national anthem and minute silences yeah. and applause or black armbands or whatever it might be. And you'll see that next week, of course, with, with England playing where that will be most prominent um, for the international side. It's just, it's difficult, isn't it? Because I don't want to come across as disrespectful because I don't, don't mean to be, but football is an escape away from, from real life. So to cancel, you know, we've all still got to go to work, but to cancel the fun fun activity of football on a weekend does feel like a bit of a, you know, a downer kind of thing. So I like to kind of escape away from, from daily life and you know, every news channel, everyone's wearing black and it's very solemn as it should be. But you kind of want to, we're doing this podcast to talk about Villa coming up to get away from from all that. So I don't want to kind of go on, go into it too much. But yeah, like you said, I think it would have been nice to kind of come together and pay respects you know, in, a, in a massive kind of national way with, with all the stadiums belting out the, the national anthem and things like that. And that's what this weekend will be an opportunity to do. Uh, and as Simon says, the first comment that came through, massive game on Friday. So from a football perspective, we'll go back to that. It is a big game now. We had that momentum off the back of the Man City draw. It was pumping down Villa Park. You, you mm. want to bank into the next one as quick as you can. And we were playing the team below us in the table, Leicester, and it would have been a great time to play them, like you say, Dan. So they've had to regroup. Um, massive game Friday, Southampton. Team Villa should be beating at home. Mm. I think we smashed them last season. It was 3-3 now, was it? Um, but they're a diff- different team this season. Young team. Hassan has had a good summer, recruitment-wise. They've recruited young players from the likes of Man City and stuff. So they'll be hungry to impress um, this season. So, yeah, tough, tough little game, but one Villa should, should be winning. Going into the international break, you don't want to be going into that little little two week period off the back of a home defeat uh, mm-hmm. to Southampton, do you really? Given given the form we've shown this season, so so yeah, it's a massive game for me. Is a point good enough? I think a point is, is not really, is it? Really, you don't be so. having a point at home um, given Villa's position in the table at the moment. So 
big, big game, this one. If you win, it's, it's all, all looking decent again, isn't it, really? Mm. Um, you're winning two out of your three home games this season so far, and then you, you've got two away games to come there with Leeds and, and Brentford, uh, Leeds and Forest. After that, it'll be tough places to go. So, yeah, you want to want to bounce into the international week off the back of a, a solid home win, and hopefully they can do that on Friday. Yeah, that massive win. I agree with that comment. Huge, huge fixture on Friday. Yeah, it's a, it's a strange kind of well, back end of 2022 now because you can kind of isolate different periods of the season and think, well, you know, we've got a 13-day gap since Manchester City. We'll have a 16-day gap uh, 16 day gap between Southampton and Leeds. Leeds won't have played, I think, until I think they played September 3rd. So they don't play for a, a month, which month. is a, a strange time. Are they going to be kind of really super prepared and, and up for that game? Or will they be a little bit lethargical or, you know, lacking match sharpness by not playing for a month? Um, I kind of look at Leeds as, as I have done since they got promoted. I think they'll either be brilliant or, or terrible. So, you know, who, what's going to turn up there? And then you've got this period of football that's going to be really jammed in up until the World Cup break. And then it's another six weeks off where we then go another time to kind of reset to to, to coin a Gerard Frey. So it's a, a real strange end to the, the, the back end of this year now that we kind of feel like we play a game, have a massive break, and then all of a sudden we'll play like eight games in, in three weeks or whatever, and it'll all come out. I know there'll be a cup game in there somewhere as well. Um, so, yes, it feels like a bit of a strange time, and you wonder how Gerard and the coaching staff at Bodham Heath will have handled the last kind of 10 days or so since Man City. The momentum was with Villa off the back of that draw, wasn't it, really? Yeah, exactly. That, that, that performance surprised everyone, everyone, given what we've seen previously. So, good chance to reset, maybe, um, to take, take stock, because obviously the form wasn't good going into that one. So, you can, Gerard's had more time to work with the players and analyse where they've gone wrong this season. And I quite like Gerard's reaction after the draw. He said, Maybe I need to change now. Maybe I need to be a bit more, be a bit more pragmatic. So hopefully it gives him time to take stock as well, which I quite quite liked the humility side he's shown because he's not perfect either. Um, so, mm-hmm. so that's a, I thought that was very good from the manager. So yeah, interesting to hear from Gerard on Thursday. See how he's managed his little period and what he'll, what he'll do in the international break. A lot, a lot will be heading out uh, for international match action. We've got then Dunk will have some game time for Belgium, which will be should be welcome as well and people like McGinn hopefully can find some form for Scotland mm. and bring you back um, into a Villa shirt as well so yeah yeah I mean Friday night Southampton and Villa haven't got another home game for another month then so a bit, bit of a long wait for home fans to see Villa once more against Chelsea at home 16th of October so a bit of a wait for for home games as well so yeah big character needed uh, Friday night get that win a couple of weeks break and then you got two back-to-back away games so we'll find out more a lot more about Villa after those as well so yeah, good chance to take stock, reset, as you said, Dan. And um, it's imperative now. We show form. Ten games to go before the World Cup. We need to need, need to be climbing that table rapid. So, mm. um, yeah, stay for Gerard and the players. I don't want to phrase this as kind of the benefits of the break that they've had since Man City, given the obvious reasons why the break exists in the first place. But again, just keeping it from a football perspective, what can Gerard and the coaching staff have done in the last 10, 12 days since Manchester City and Southampton on Friday night? What can they have worked on during that? Because it is a bonus time. You don't get these kind of breaks until an international break. So to have 29 days, whatever it is, off between three or four games is, is very unusual. So what can they actually have done with that time, do you think? Well, Gerard's been constant about the detail of defending. The detail of defending. He mentioned that against Arsenal and Villa were beaten there. So defensive work needs to be needs to be upped, really. Villa have looked, looked a bit wobbly, haven't they, this season? Hmm. I know the injury to Diego Carlos didn't help. So more time on the training field. and Hopefully we'll see that in action on Friday. Villa much more structured, much more organised at the back. And they're your foundation to go and get three points, aren't they? So... 
Um, hopefully, he benefits Villa that way. More chance to more time to work on set pieces, defending and, and attacking them as well. So that's been a bit of a sticky sticky one for Villa in recent weeks as well. But uh, yeah, we need to start to see something now. And Gerard always says more time on the training field is beneficial for him and the playing staff. So hopefully that comes. Uh, we, we see that on Friday. Hmm. There's a comment here from Darren Stewart that's interesting. He says, we're always told that the boys are working hard in between games, but unfortunately we don't often see the positive, positive outcomes of that. Is that a bit of a concern for you? Again, it goes back. This goes back longer ago than when Dean Smith said something about kind of training ground players that yeah. do well in training, but they're not, you know, it's doing well on match days is the big thing. Is that a bit of a concern for you that we kind of do hear those same things that, you know, it's been a good week at Bodymore, they've worked hard, they're trying hard, and then they come out and concede straight away or have a sloppy mistake or something. You think, well, it's all well and good working five days in a week. Well, but it worked well on the weekend. Yeah, exactly. They've got to back it up now. Now they've, they've won one, one, one game out of six in the league this season. They are where they are for a reason in the table. So um, it's about character now, Dan. Can, can they come back and prove the critics wrong and, and get, get some wins on the ball? Because that's what we're all craving for and to, sh- to show what all the early season, all, the, all that pre season promise was, was about, really. The, squad, mm. the squad's capable for me. There's loads of talent in that squad. And then you start bringing it together now. Friday night, Southampton, home game, packed house down there. Good chance to show that. And then we can start kicking on again um, after the international break. So you start showing it now. I think we're growing tired of the the, the same old excuses and the, the mistakes keep cropping in and, and switching off after after scoring and going going down so early. So time to show it now. Another kind of benefit from from the break that we've had, we've not heard anything from Villa with no press conference and stuff like that, again, for obvious reasons, is is injuries and kind of player fitness. Again, a little bit extra time to recover with, with no game being there on Saturday. The players that are fit, you know, it's just a more recuperation time to get the body ready for, for Friday night. Matty Cash, I don't know what the latest is on with him. He's not in the Poland squad, which we'll talk about the internationals in a sec. Then Donker is probably the other one to, to miss out on his, on his first game with a, you know, an illness rather than actual injury he will you would assume be back raring to go for Friday night as well and that gives Villa another option so again another kind of mini benefit from a, from a difficult time is Villa have got more players to choose from and, and should be fit and ready to go now yeah 100% and Donker will be back and available for selection ideal if you want to see a game out Donker I can't see him starting on Friday but if you want to see a game out he's your man to come on and, 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 and calm it all down for Villa so yeah bonus to have him available yeah Matty Cash not expecting to see him on Friday Probably be, he'll be targeting the Leeds game early October with his mm. return. But we've got Ashley Young now, who's, who's more than earned his shirt, so he'll start on Friday. Jan Bednarek, the alone I can't see, I think he'll be ineligible to play against his parent club, so he won't be available yeah. for that one. And that's it, really, as you were. So Ashley Young coming up right back, and we've got Dendonka fit and available for, um, to give Gerard more. more, more more ideas in, in that midfield department as well so we'll see just on the international lads um, we'll talk about the England ones in a sec we'll just mention Cash missing, missing Poland Bednarek in McGinn's been added to Scotland squad uh, today which is uh, you know as you'd expect I think they've got three games coming up um, no Douglas Luiz and Coutinho from Brazil Martinez is in with Argentina but no Buendia Kamara and Dean I don't think the France squad's been announced yet but you assume they're, they're yeah. shooting certainly Dean is at least and Kamara was in the last squad so they should both be in there and then Donko with Belgium I don't think I've missed anyone off there um, forgive me if I have but uh, when I wrote all those down in my, in my notes to the side there I thought oh, it's frustrating that we're doing so poorly this season because we've got a squad of internationals there for, for good sides as well Brazil, yeah. Argentina, France, Belgium, England 
why, why aren't we able to translate these good players into something that, that fits into a coherent system? That's what frustrates me. Have we got the answer especially, to that, Ash? Especially when John McGinn looks like Maradona when he plays for Scotland as well. <laughs> yeah. As a number 10. Free scoring number 10 for Scotland McGinn. But uh, hopefully that, that you know, obviously, obviously Scotland camp McGinn does back home and he's uh, a fan favourite up there. So I think he needs that little boost to feel loved again and find some form. That's mm. important for me from the international break. Scotland have got three games as well, Dan. Three games. Two against Ukraine, the other one against um, Ireland as well, Republic of Ireland. Mm. So we come against the O'Connor Hurrahan. Mm-hmm. Uh, elsewhere, yeah. Two Swedes involved, Olsen or Augustinsson. Augustinsson needs some, needs some minutes as well. <laughs> yeah. So he's got Serbia and Slovenia. So he, he needs some match action just in case yeah, Luka Dean pulls up with an injury. Good so, chance for Bednarek as well for, for a minute with, um, exactly. with Poland. I don't know whether he does play for them. I, I assume he does. So yes, he does. Massive guess for me. But again, not played for Southampton. Joined Villa, didn't play. Um, obviously, missed the Leicester game because it was postponed. Won't play against Southampton since his parent club. So the international break for him is a bit of a, a training camp. Go there and play a couple of games with Poland and he's come back to Villa. He's beneficial, yeah. Um, for sure. Uh, Leon Bailey is against Argentina mm. later this month. So be hopefully bagging against Martinez, he'll be hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> and two lads as well, Cameron Archer. Hopefully he's involved with the 21s. He scored last yeah. time he was involved with them. Him and Jacob Ramsey probably headed with the 21s. Squad announcement on Thursday for them pair. And Cameron Archer needs minutes, doesn't he, Dan? Really does. Mm-hmm. Do feel sorry for him at moments. Just not getting a look in. Um, so hopefully he, he has a nice camp with England and scores some goals and come, come bouncing into the into the, the final run again before the World Cup. So, so yeah, Um and the international break could be could be beneficial to to some more than others, and hopefully they will come back fit and firing and, and full of confidence, ready to push Villa up the table because that's what we need. Yeah, we often talk about an international break and whether it's a good time or a bad time for for their respective clubs to to have it. And it, from a minutes perspective, it's a good time to be going out there and, and playing some games for a lot of these players. And I think you know the perfect cherry on the cake is you beat Southampton and you beat Leeds either side of the international break and you go well that was a perfect little window for Aston Villa there there, to, to get six points either side of it uh, three points either side of it sorry just touching on the England ones um, so I know that Jake Bayliss is doing a, a written piece on this later today or tomorrow so just to kind of branch into that conversation as well Tora Mings Ollie Watkins Jacob Ramsey Danny Ings Ashley Young I've said those there in order of at least likely to get into the squad. Imagine a late call up for Ashley Young back into the England squad. Oh, I'd love to see it. That'd be something. Most likely, and Mings and Watkins. I don't think any of the Villa players will be in this this uh, England squad for this upcoming break, to be honest. Possibly Mings, but I, I, I doubt it. Yeah. It's now up to them, I think. Well, it's the three, isn't it? Ramsey, Watkins and, and Mings. Mings isn't going to get a call up. and Obviously, neither is Ashley Young. That'd probably be a disaster for England, to be honest. If, if it, yeah. Especially how I've stopped we are with defenders. Yeah, it's those three. Ramsey, Watkins and Mings are, are the main three. But now they should be pushing for the Qatar selection now, not this this upcoming break. Obviously, if they are in there, that's a, a massive bonus for them. But you know, Villa not starting great isn't isn't good for them personally either for, for their international ambitions. You know, Tom Mings is, is 29, I think. He'll be 33 the next time the next World Cup comes round. Still possible to make it, but obviously the further along you go, the less likely it is. Um, so now they've got a chance to impress Southgate in this next, what is it, did you say it's 10 games before Qatar? Do you think any of those can get into the England squad? That's the carrot for them now, and hopefully that, that's beneficial for Villa as well. Hmm. A, lot, a, lot, a lot of players, Coutinho, we haven't mentioned, he, he, needs, yeah. he needs to get in that yeah. Brazil squad as well. First time he's been left out of Brazil for 11 months, so a big, big, big time for Coutinho as well. In terms of England, I've quite loved Toro Mings' form so far. I think he's done well for Villa. I really do. 
Yeah, one, of, one of Villa's most consistent performers so far. Mm-hmm. But like you said, that's not saying much for a side of won one game from six, is it really? So, yeah, Watkins as well. I've been, been impressed with him, especially last time out against Man City. Watkins has been, been, been was brilliant that, that, that night as well. Yeah. So, yeah, it's down to them. Big carrot for them. They've got to kick on now. It's now or never for the likes of Mings to get in a World Cup squad, I, I believe. And hopefully he shows that form and continues the way he's going at Villa to force his way into Southgate squad. I think Southgate will make a preliminary squad end of October. So it's uh, it's a crucial time for a lot of players now. Mm. Emi Buendia, can he get into Argentina's mix? He's been, he's been missed out a few times as well. So it's, yeah, real, real critical stage for some Villa players on the, on, the, on the cusp of international squads and selections. So we hear from it all the time, don't we? Watkins interviews, desperate to make the World Cup squad. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, it's time to focus now, hone in, tunnel vision, as, as, as it were, and it, the, the desperate to make the squad. So, and hopefully that benefits Villa that start showing their form at club level to force the manager's hand at international level. So, mm. hopefully it works out beneficial for Villa. Yeah, I've said a few times, Matt always says about, you know, you don't want your, your best players going off to England because they end up going off to a, a northwest powerhouse in Liverpool, Man City or Man United or whatever. But if you're doing well as a club side, your club players play for their international side. That's just the way it goes. And you want your players to be in those squads because it means they're the best of that yeah. country's pick, which means they're good players for you at a club level. I think there's times gone by you'd be looking at a Ramsey or a Watkins or a Mings or whoever and going, oh, they've, they've been unlucky not to get into this squad. This one coming up now, I'll be going, they're lucky to be in that squad. Yeah, <laughs> you don't look That's at any fair. sides and go, "They've won one game and six. They should be in the England squad because they're, they're obviously struggling for form at the moment." So, you know, I'd be surprised if any of them do get in there. But it's the it's the World Cup one. It's those ten games now coming up to to do something. If Watkins yeah. scores six goals in the next ten, you'd be going, mm, "There's an outside chance of him getting into that go. squad." But. Is he going to score six goals in the next 10? Who knows? Uh, if he does, obviously it's good for Aston Villa and that's the only first and foremost thing I really care about, um, to be honest. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Ash, it's more of a, a bit of a catch-up episode, um, more so than anything. Like I said, it was you and me doing a match preview specifically for Southampton on Thursday afternoon, so I didn't want to go too too heavy on that. How's your running, by the way? Not, we're not spoke about it for a while. Obviously, we're doing the, the half marathon for people that don't know. I know we've kind of half spoken about this before. I know you've got a head torch nearby, <laughs> which you bought for your five AM runs. <laughs> so we have talked about this a bit, but for the sake of on air, uh, are you still going out at five AM for your five? I've been days? slacking. I've been slacking with the running club. I've been managing <sighs> it. I'm going tomorrow. Though. I've set my alarm. I've been I've been snoozing my alarm next to me the last few times. I've been meaning to get up at quarter to five. So yeah, poor me. But yeah, when I did a ten k last Sunday, I'm ticking over. Slightly, but um, yeah, half marathon next May, isn't it? So I've got, I've got to get me uh, my thing into gear. But yeah, hopefully out, out tomorrow at five in the morning, Sutton Park, with my head torch on, running around like a <laughs> lunatic. So hopefully, yeah, keep, 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 keep ticking over, hopefully, then. Okay, I'll ask you Thursday afternoon whether you did it on Wednesday. Let's, uh, let's come back to this and see whether you did it. Um, we'll call it a day there. Ash, thanks very much for your time, as always. Thanks, everyone, for watching along on Facebook Live as well. Like I said, we'll be back on Thursday afternoon with a match preview for Southampton. I think me and Matt Kendrick might do the post-Southampton show on Friday night after the game, so a late one um, rather than Saturday morning. So stay tuned for that. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, and Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. But until then, up the villa. Yeah.